This episode of the Blockhouse Podcast is sponsored by my friend Tiger at ITZTiger.music on Instagram. He does all the audio tracks for the Blockhouse Podcast. He's on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Go check him out. The podcast is also sponsored by Day and Night, the ultimate revolution in vaping batteries, the double-bladed lightsaber of vaping. Why enjoy one flavor when you can enjoy two flavors at the same time? Go check them out on Instagram at Day and Night Battery. But wait, the podcast is also sponsored by Bengali, the new hip clothing brand that is about to take Medellin by storm. Quality clothing for men that fits right and that is stylish at the same time. I love it. I got tons of it. And you'll see me wearing it on the podcast. Get yours now. Go to bengali.shop on Instagram. Lastly, be sure to sign up for the Blockchain Insider newsletter. For only $250 a month, you will get weekly updates on the crypto market, my top investment picks, and advanced analysis to help you make better informed investment decisions. You can't put a price on that. So go click on the link in the description and sign up today. How's it going, guys? It is Sunday, July 18th. This episode was recorded on July 14th, but because of traveling, I'm posting this one a little bit late. Anyways, this episode is with Anakit Hindal, COO of Viconomy. Viconomy is a developer platform that empowers blockchain developers with plug-and-play solutions that allow Web3 interactions to be smooth and seamless between dApps and end users by removing blockchain complexities, and we will explain that in far more detail and at a surface level. Anyways, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain and Viconomy. Enjoy. Anakit, welcome to the podcast. Um, live, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing excellent. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Where, are you, where are you based and where are you from? I'm currently based out of India, and that's mm-hmm. where I've been for the last two years. Okay, very cool. And you told me off that you off the podcast uh, before we started going live and recording that you were in China previously, correct? Yeah, yeah. Prior to COVID, I was, I was in China. I was studying, actually studying there. So two years I started there and also worked there for a bit. And then during the COVID times, got stuck in India and, and been stuck here, I think, for the last two years now. Okay, got it, got it. So, yeah, before we jump into everything, tell me more about yourself, your backstory. You know, how did you get into the space and how did you, you know, get to Biconomy? Yeah, totally. Uh, I think for me, it's been over more than five years into the space. Uh, I'm actually an engineer. I graduated in 2015. Then for a year, I was mostly involved in my family business. It's a kind of a traditional business back in India. Uh, but got bored of it and took a bold move to go to China. Fortunately, I was like uh, awarded with scholarship from Puran University as a part of which I was there in Shanghai for about a year and a half. Uh, very first month in the course, uh, you know, I'll say I happened to be the right uh, place at the right time because things were just starting up in China. So there was a small crypto meetup organized by now, you know, crypto OGs from China, including the likes of Da Hang Fei, Bobby Lee, and Sunny Lu. So they're talking about Bitcoin and you know, the impact it can have, uh, you know, in the, in the currency world. And at that time, it didn't make any sense to me. But, you know, at the same time, demonetization happened in India. I don't know any of you guys know about what happened back in 16. So our government kind of, you know, uh, they abandoned the currency notes in India and they, they introduced new notes. Oh, that I got- remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Where they were doing that to, you know, thwart 
uh, crime and drug dealing, right? Or was there another reason? Mostly, I think money laundering and, you know, black marketing. So that's something mm-hmm. why they kind of banned it. So that got me thinking more into the Bitcoin. And that was, I'll say, the entry point for me into the space. A uh, uh, few months into the, into the learning of crypto, I started uh, working for Binance. I'll say I was one of the first employers at Binance, more of an intern when it was just getting started. It was back in 17 when they were doing an ICO. I joined the team pretty early. Uh, I was there for about six months, helped them in marketing and also learned a lot about crypto, everything over there. Uh, then unfortunately, Binance had to leave China because Chinese government cracked down on exchanges and other crypto companies. And Binance had to locate offshore. Oh, also, I had to leave Binance because of that. Uh, that got me into thinking whether I should be in China or move back to India. I was still on a student visa and still kind of figuring it out. Uh, decided to move back to India and you know get involved in the Indian crypto ecosystem. So for initial few months, I was majorly helping projects in a personal capacity in business development, also making overseas connection and also investing in uh, you know Indian projects back then. Now, of course, they are like billion dollar projects, including the likes of Polygon and and, and Marlin. So that that's where you know I started my journey helping out Indian projects and also working closely with them. Uh, but I always had a hunch inside me to do something in the space, something that can actually drive mainstream adoption because, you know, uh, we were talking to all these projects back then and one of the key bottlenecks and pain point, all of them were saying that they're not getting users into the applications and protocols they're building. So uh, that got me into thinking and that was kind of the start of Biconomy and how I got started with it. Very cool. Yeah, what was the purpose that you guys um for why you guys decided to start by economy like what was the the main reason you guys wanted to set that up yeah so as i said like i was uh sort of investing in all this and working with all these projects back then mm-hmm. uh, and one of the key uh you know problems all these protocols uh you know told us uh that you know they're not getting users you know onto their application what they're trying to build and uh and I was always of the opinion that if it's going to be that complicated, I, we, we won't be seeing crypto going anywhere. Um, Sachin, who's uh, my co-founder right now, you know, uh, I met him in one of the events in India. We got into thinking, he comes from a very traditional, you know, software background, worked for Samsung and Make My Trip, which is one of the unicorns of India. And we had kind of a similar vision regarding things, you know, that can actually drive mass, mass stream adoption in the space. Uh, so I called up Ahmed. Uh, Ahmed is co-founder CEO at Biconomy right now. Uh, so we've been starting together back in Shanghai. So uh, Sachin, Ahmed and I, we kind of all get got together, uh, you know, late 2018. And then we were thinking and we kind of brainstormed a lot regarding how, you know, this can be compared to a normal Web2 uh, application world when they were getting started. At. Back in 2016, 6, 7, when, you know, we had, you know, all these applications, Facebook, Spotify, Sikta building up. Uh, there were like a lot of infrastructure level tools that were required to make, uh, you know, mass streamer option happening. So uh, we were very impressed by how AWS, Heroku, Stripe kind of simplified the development process for the developers. And uh, we thought of this same method should be replicated in, in crypto as well if you want to see mass adoption happening. And that was the main, main mission towards starting by economy to kind of lead a multi-chain, you know, simplified world where end users can use all these applications without knowing blockchain is being integrated at the back end. So what's the surface level explanation for Biconomy for those that aren't, you know, as blockchain inclined yet? I do have the website pulled up at the same time here, which is pretty cool. So good job with that. And this is something we are revamping, actually. So in 15, 20 days, you're going to see like a new branded version of it. Oh, so uh, but you'll have a new website. <laughs> it's going to be coming, but I think it does the job. So for, for you know, like people who are not very much into crypto or uh, just to simplify what we're trying to do, 
we call ourselves as Stripe of Crypto, uh, where we come in the back end and we simplify the transactions, uh, you know, uh, for developers and end users into the space. Mm-hmm. So think of us as, you know, we build plug and play SDKs and APIs that can be integrated into any application and we solve the transaction level problems for the end users. So crypto has like a lot of transaction level problems, you know, that involves stock transactions, you know, involves payment, uh, having the right amount of Ethereum to pay fees, you know, insane amount of gas fees for every transaction and cross-chain transactions are always a mess. So think of us as a multi-chain relay protocol that is solving the transaction level problem into the space. Uh, Yeah, and that's something, you know, we've been laser focused for last two years and building. Okay, so this is like a, sorry, this is like a streamlined approach for, you know, DAP developers to, you know, get get some market faster or to make it more easier for end users. Yeah, yeah. When we were just getting started, but we interviewed a lot of developers and we realized that, uh, you know, the relay protocol that we have built right now, applications were building in-house and that used to take them three to four months. And that was different than the core product that they were building. So we're like, okay, this is something you can definitely, you know, build and simplify for the DAP developers so that they can actually focus on the main product. So our plug and play SDK comes, you know, very handy that can be integrated within like few hours. Uh, and believe me, like applications who have integrated by economy within like two or three days after the first call, they have gone live with us. So we are very developer friendly and, and that's something, you know, we are very focused on to make the life easy. It says you can onboard in seconds without paying gas. How do you avoid gas fees? Is there like a process oh, yeah. behind that? So, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a very good question. Uh, this is uh, very simple how you, you know, imagine a Web2 level problem. So let's say you're using Spotify or, you know, you're watching a video on YouTube. Uh, imagine you have to pay for every video that you watch or you have to pay for every song you're listening on Spotify. I'm sure, you know, Spotify wouldn't have millions of users or YouTube wouldn't have like millions of views on every videos. So we were like, okay, if we have to see uh, crypto applications going mainstream, this gas cost needs to be optimized or it needs to be subsidized from the end users. End users shouldn't pay for gas for every step or like this, like an application they're just trying to use and they have to pay insane amount of gas fees just to use an application. And this was a key problem, you know. Uh, a lot of developers were trying to solve in-house as well. I mean, they want to subsidize the gas fees for the end users, but they were not finding the right tools to do that. And that's something that we've been working on, uh, you know, where they can integrate us and end users can have gasless transactions and all the gas fees are subsidized by the DAP developers themselves. Yeah, the dashboard looks really cool too. Is that what the developer would see when they're like using Biconomy to, you know, develop out their dApps? Yeah, yeah. we have very customized dashboard where anyone can you know log into and they get like full control of the transaction that is happening by their application. So a core product is gasless transaction. You know this is live on Ethereum, Polygon, and five different chains, uh, including XDAI, BSC, Avalanche, uh, and Arbitrum. Um, any DApp developer who's building on any of these chains can simply log into our dashboard and they can get granular controls of transaction that is flowing through them. And also they can put a limit of free gasless transaction they can have onto the users. I'm sure like many of the DAP developers on Ethereum don't want to pay for every kind of transaction fees because it's going to be super expensive. So they can kind of put a, put a limit to it that onboarding transactions can be free and then later on the DAP developers can pay for the fees. Uh, for applications building on Polygon and other you know, side chains and layer twos, uh, entire experience is gasless. And, in fact, we don't even ask our, our developers to pay the gas fees. We're paying for the gas fees because it's a, it's pretty low. So that's where, you know, like we see most of the traction happening. So Polygon applications, you know, they are kind of 
building on us and using us and we are powering a lot of transactions happening on polygon yeah it says you have a few different mainnet supporters as well you got ethereum what was that xdi matic uh bsc are those the only ones supported or do you guys plan to support different chains in the future we actually have a few more i think it's not updated as i said like we'll be updating the okay. website so we have avalanche we have arbitrum we also entering the polkadot ecosystem uh, we just in, introduced a, a, a launch a partnership with edgeware and we are we also got grant from moonbeam so we are live on like multiple chains and the 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 coolest thing about the platform is you know it's very agnostic so we're not married to any chain wherever we see developer activity happening you know our integration process just takes like few days we move our you know entire uh, infrastructure over there and target the developers over there so we we took early bets on polygon x and that's where we're getting most of the you know demand from but uh, we are also expanding to different chains and we seeing like a lot of demand coming from uh, arbitrum side and bsc side things as well what kind of use cases do you have i just clicked on your tab so i'm kind of creating some questions as i go cuz it's kind of an interesting uh, layout for the website um yeah what kind of use cases are do you guys have currently or who have you been working with or have been using you guys Uh, we have a uh, kind of a very holistic use case with uh, you know we have clients from defi applications to gaming applications to social tokens to to nfts uh, but uh, what we are seeing mostly is you know from the defi side of things uh, you know dexes uh, such as defi and uh, you know curve in fact integrated when we just launched you know back then perpetual protocol you know they they using us to simplify the transactions on the on the platform so this is majorly we seeing mostly on the defi side of things on gaming side of things you know we are seeing uh, you know uh, platforms such as zedrun you know decentral games you know they're kind of using us because they want to like you know because most of the users on on these platforms are not very crypto savvy users these are like a mix of both crypto and non crypto savvy users and for them they want to have more kind of a mainstream uh, one click transaction experience so we kind of power all of them so we are actually live on 30 plus applications you know it's only like a few right now uh, and we are doing on an average 30 to 40k transactions on a daily basis so um, most of the transactions come come from you know polygon and layer 2 side of things but we also live on on ethereum mainnet okay got it do you plan to potentially you know use mainnets for some other popular you know blockchains like uh, cardano for example or eos or um, tron or i don't know there's, there's so many of them out there but do you guys plan to band to like a bunch of them or do you want to focus like on a specific few uh i think it's a really good question and for us you know developer activity matters the most mm-hmm. um as as you know i already told you like our infrastructure is very evm compatible so supporting any evm compatible chain is not a problem for us uh we tried expanding to tezos asul and our our platform's going to be live over there pretty soon so for us it's pretty simple like where where we see developers we go there and we are kind of building picks and shovels of the industry so uh, for us any developer trying to build application on a evm compatible chain or a mainnet chain you know you can see by economy helping them and making the adoption you know uh, more mainstream think of us as this kind of an invisible layer that is plugged on to the main layer or the side layer that actually complements the existing chain and also the developers building on that chain like that that is where we see biconomy and we truly imagine a multi chain in a system where biconomy set setting the transaction foundations of all of these things so that's something we are very excited about and we've been working for last two years
Yeah, it sounds very exciting. You guys are doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, I have a question, though, outside of Batconomy. What, what's it like, you know, trying to run a crypto or blockchain-based company out of India? Because I know that they've, you know, gone back and forth on banning crypto. I know they haven't been super friendly towards it. Um, does that create, like, any kind of hurdle or regulation or obstacle to, that you have to get through in order to do something like that? Or is it kind of just um, more hot air being blown? Uh, I think India, when we were just getting started, it was the kind of at that time, it was extremely gray area where they were like, you know, they will be banning crypto and there was like a lot of negative sentiments, you know, in the community. So at that time, it was a bit of a setback because we were not able to get the right support from the community, from the media, even from our family that, you know, whether you're doing the right thing or not. Uh, hiring was always a difficulty, like uh, whenever we used to ha- hire a job put job postings around crypto jobs. Uh, developers used to say that they want to keep a mile away from crypto. So mm-hmm. a year, it was like that. We didn't register ourselves in India. We were like registered in, in Singapore. And it's a global team right now. So it, it made sense to have a neutral locality. But uh, after DeFi summer, uh, you know, we see like a lot of development happening in, in India. And still, I think right now from last one year, it's so much positive sentiments across media houses, across the normal retail community that I'm pretty bullish on India and what, what we are seeing in the next couple of couple of months or years from now. Polygon definitely set up the wave in India, you know, giving inspirations to a lot of companies like us and also the emerging developers. Uh, and last six to eight months, we already have seen, you know, what sort of applications and protocols can emerge from India. So right now, you know, from the developer standpoint and the comedy standpoint, things have been like pretty positive. And a lot of new emerging developers want to see themselves in crypto. From the leg- regulatory standpoint, it's still a kind of a gray area. They, sometimes they say, yeah, they, they promote crypto. Sometimes they, they say they don't promote crypto. But that is not stopping from companies like us to building and, you know, like keep on exploring the space. Yeah. Do you see the government putting out any kind of regulation or, you know, promoting it or having um, some type of positive impact on it at any point in the future or near future or do you think they're going to always be a little combative because they haven't really changed their stance yet so they they put a kind of a ban statement back in 18 when they kind of banned bitcoin Mm -hmm. but uh in 2020 they actually removed the ban uh they didn't say it's legal or it's illegal but it's still in the positive side of things so we always talk to a lot of media houses and the emerging newspapers right now and a lot of these uh, you know government agencies are actually you know, looking at the positive side of things on crypto and the fact that a lot of traditional VCs in India also entering the space, it's a very positive sign for the ecosystem in whole because uh, I think uh, from last several months, we've been seeing traditional folks like Sequoia, Kalari and major VCs in India trying to explore and make investments in crypto. And those are like very, have very good relations with the government agencies. So I'm more on the positive side of things, but it's still going to take some time. It's something that we can't expect in a month or two months time from now. Yeah. Well, you guys got such a big economy and such a big growing population there and they're very young on average. So it'd be a shame if they didn't come around to it at some point. So I imagine they will. It's just, you know, probably a matter of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the energy and the passion that we're seeing from the young developers Mm -hmm. uh, is something I haven't seen in the last five years, you know, all these emerging protocols, you know, uh, call it Aave, call it, you know, any other like top tier protocol outside India as well. You see like a lot of Indian developers working over there just because of the remote setup that we're having. So uh, 
sentiments have been like pretty positive and definitely you know we see like a lot of good good things coming from the government side in, in the next coming months or years yeah you guys seeing a lot of growing interest you know among the population as well like are people like asking more questions wanting to to do something in it or work in the space yeah yeah as i said like you know uh, traditional vcs traditional monies mm-hmm. trying to get into the crypto uh, those vcs who always used to you know stay a mile away from crypto or crypto projects or they were like okay crypto is not in their thesis or they'll never touch crypto they have started making investments in crypto companies and also started to have you know the right structure to make investments and also add more value to the crypto companies so on that side you know things pretty positive and uh, also media has done a good job in the next in, in the last few months where they have educated the community regarding the importance of crypto and the impact it can be having so that kind of a changes changing changes that we are seeing in the last few months in india very cool yeah one more question before we start wrapping it up um wrapping up the episode tell me what the roadmap looks like for biconomy like what do you guys have planned the rest of the year in terms of you know building out the platform new launches new uh new updates key dates um what should people be aware of yeah yeah so as i said you know uh gasless uh makes our product is live and being integrated around 30 plus applications so one cool thing happen you know as we were integrating with different applications you know a lot of these applications were majorly on layer 2 you know including polygon xi and other chains and they were like okay you have actually done a tremendous job in improving the ux you know we're getting more users because of you and you know community just love you know gasless transactions but one of the key bottleneck is how do how do we get users onto l2s because if you have you know move your asset from ethereum to l2 it takes ages to make it happen and bidol is another like uh, is another ball game so uh, we were like okay if you want to make you know things more mainstream if you want to improve you know more if you want to provide a better transaction experience that is something we can also solve and a new kind of a product evolved from the existing product and it's kind of related to the cross chain transactions so we kind of trying to give a experience where you can easily move your assets from l1 to l2 you know using our instant bridge and once you land on l2 uh, you know we can have gasless transactions so this way you know we can truly uh, you know imagine the multi chain ecosystem that we are trying to achieve where people can easily move assets from one chain to another chain without com- coming to know like which base chain they're trying to use so this is something we've been working for last 6 months and we are very excited to launch the v1 of this product in the in the next couple of weeks it's called hyphen mm-hmm. and uh, and the entire team is very excited and we have couple of launch partners that will be announcing pretty soon will be will be working with us on this project um and another cool thing that's happening from our side is uh, you know introducing biconomy token so far you know uh, you know all the transactions that we've been relaying are, have been happening on a centralized side of things where we were the one relaying all these transactions in fact like we had this milestone that okay if we reach uh, you know a million transactions by q2 uh, we can think of decentralizing our network but uh, we are just completing our four million transactions you know uh, and uh, every month we are seeing kind of exponential growth happening so we have kind of reached to a tipping point where we can think of decentralizing our network and moving forward next 6 to 8 months going to be spent on how we can make our network more decentralized and introduce by economy token so uh, have a you know action packed year ahead of us where a new product is launching you know we also decentralizing our tech and also introducing a token So a uh, lot of cool things, and we are super excited about you know how things gonna roll out. Sweet. What's the token called? It's called Bico. Bico. Okay. Yeah. 
when's that plan to, to be launched? Do you, you guys have a, a tentative date yet or? So we are thinking of somewhere in Q4, uh, you know, this year. Uh, actual dates we haven't decide, decided yet, but yeah, somewhere in Q4 is something that we are thinking of launching it. Sweet, sweet. Okay. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> sure. but actually, one more question. Where do you, do you guys have a community? Like, are you guys on Discord or are you on Telegram? Or I don't know where else people go for this crypto stuff, <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure it's always on Discord or Telegram. Yeah, we have Discord, Telegram, Twitter, everything. You know, most of the retail investors are on Telegram. You know, we keep on doing this AMAs and campaigns and meme contests for anyone who's interested and, in, you know, like to, to see like what we're trying to do. For, for Discord, we have major developers, you know, who are integrating with us and working with us. So I would, you know, request everyone to join our community and give us feedback regarding the product and stuff that we are trying to do. Awesome. Perfect. I'll, I'll put some of that stuff in the description as well. Um, I'll have you send over some, some links to that as well. If people want to go check it out and jump into the community and create some trouble. Anyways, um, Anakid, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, really elaborating on what you guys are doing with Biconomy and its importance in the space and its importance to help developers. Cause if you help developers, you get more development, you get more development, you get cool things. And that's kind of what we all want. So, um, yeah, thanks man. Really, really appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks a lot for having me. It was, I really loved the conversation and you've been doing a really good job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. That, that hits my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk again in the future um, when all that stuff comes out as well. So keep in touch. Thank you. Thanks a lot.